that you are helping us to both discern and to walk in the fullest measure of all that you are purposed concerning our lives. Now, Father, we thank you that this is the finest hour for the church. Oh, my God. Thank you for the glorious bride of Christ that's rising, rising out of the ashes. We thank you that you are position. oh, my God, positioning us so that your purpose might be realized through us. God, work in our lives to do what only you can do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless the name of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. If you'll turn there quickly, I'm going to jump right into this. I have a lot to share. Amen. And I wasn't given a time limit, so I'm going to take that. <laughs> Proverbs 25, 28. Oh, God. It says in Proverbs 25, 28. I'm reading from the King James Version of the Bible because I wanted to sound extra holy. <laughs> it says, he that had no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. Look, somebody tell me, if you're going to walk in kingdom authority, you've got to learn how to rule your spirit. Come on, tell somebody else, say new neighbor. You're going to walk in kingdom authority. You got to learn how to rule your spirit. Kingdom authority and spiritual warfare is actually pretty simple. Amen. I think a lot of people make things much harder because the harder you make things, the less intentional you have to be. Come on now. Y'all know if you make it hard enough, you won't do nothing. That's right. That's right. Somebody shout, things are pretty simple. Things are pretty simple. Matter of fact, it is the simplicity of things and the clarity of things and alignment with the things that God has purposed that helps us to walk in the fullness of all that God has intended for our lives. Tell somebody, keep it simple. So if we're going to walk in spiritual authority, kingdom authority, and if we're going to successfully deal with spiritual warfare, there are several things that we have to do along this path of learning to rule our spirit. Number one, you have to understand the believer's authority. You got to understand the believer's authority. Y'all got that? Y'all realize that we can talk about walking in kingdom authority, but if you don't really understand the authority that the believer has, you'll never walk in it if you don't understand it. Look at two people and tell them, I wake up powerful. The reason I wake up powerful is because Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, that he's given me power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt me. Somebody shout, I wake up powerful. So we need to understand our authority. Secondly, if you're going to be effective in exercising kingdom authority and engage in spiritual warfare, you have to develop emotional stability. Somebody shout emotional stability. And here's why. Because what I've noticed when I read my Bible is that most of the time when you see powerful, anointed, and prophetic people, when they get undermined, it normally isn't anything spiritual. Just my, it's something emotional. Think about Moses who God used to perform miracles, split the Red Sea, call water out of a rock. But at the end of the day, the reason that Moses didn't go into the promised land was because people undermined him emotionally. Oh, come on, somebody. He got, he got mad because he wasn't appreciated and got out of pocket. Tells me you got to be emotionally stable. If you're going to be spiritually effective, you got to be emotionally stable. It doesn't matter how powerful you are spiritually. If you got holes and gaps in your emotional life, the enemy will undermine you through that secondary part of who you are. Y'all got that, believers? You think about Elijah and, and the conquest at Mount Carmel. 850 prophets of Baal and, and those of the grove. And then he let one woman coming at him get to his emotions. Jezebel said, by this time the mama make you like one of those prophets you kill. Y'all got that? He's Lord, I'm the only one left. Tell my pull it together. God said, I got 7,000 that have never bowed the knee to bell. 
Y'all got to tell somebody, you ain't the only one going through what you're going through. Now watch this now. You're just the one that didn't do what you needed to do to get your emotions ready for the fight. It's not enough. Tell somebody, I'm spiritually ready, but are you emotionally ready? There's so many of us right now that you are a spiritual wonder and an emotional mess. Tell somebody, you cannot be both. Oh, come on, tell somebody, you cannot be both. It doesn't matter how anointed you are, you've got to be sound emotionally in order to carry out your assignment. Y'all got that? Now write this down. God does not give me emotional soundness. My habits do. God does not give you emotional soundness. Come on, somebody. You know, it's like I was, watch, I was watching a service one time, and somebody was prophesying, no more belly fat, no more belly fat. And I'm like, girl, if you don't go to the gym, you can prophesy no more belly fat. Y'all are seeing that? And, and folks are like, yes! I'm like, I need all many shouting, you got to go to the gym. I don't care what they just told you, tell somebody, you got to go to the gym. You are not going to get ass by prophecy. Hello, somebody. It is not going to happen. You ain't going to lose 50 pounds in the prophetic word. It ain't going to happen. Tell somebody, you got to put something into practice. And the same way, God, come on, somebody. God is not going to give you emotional soundness. Your habits has to give that to you. Y'all got that, believers? So in order to walk in spiritual authority, somebody said, I have to be emotionally stable. Now, here's the third key. The third key. You got to remain in spiritual order. Somebody shout, there's an order to things. You know, think about the prayer that I prayed over your apostle today. It's more honorable. Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. Now, who said that? God did. Tell my God notices when you walk in honor. Oh, come on. Tell my God planned a promotion for those who walk in honor. God planned. Tell my God's plotting your enlargement right now. Because when you, uh, why is it now? When you understand honor, you can entertain increase. You don't understand honor, you ain't ready for increase. You can't entertain it. Y'all got that? So watch this now. So remaining in spiritual order. Somebody shout, there's an order to things. Many people get exploited spiritually because they get out of order. They don't understand. There's, there is a right and a wrong way to do things. Y'all got that? You, you understand that, believers? And one thing I can tell you about your spiritual leader. Now, I know that she's been pastoring you 15 years. Amen. And I know that she, she, you know, she just has some pretty good birthdays. She's throwing up some numbers in them birthdays, right? But I'm going to tell you right now, look how good she looks, look how healthy she is. And no matter what her age, no matter what her age, she still interfaces with honor to my spiritual leadership. Y'all got, somebody shout honor. honor. That makes sense? Here's the, here's the fourth thing. You got to weaponize your lifestyle. Oh, my God. If you're going to walk in kingdom authority, somebody shout, I got to weaponize my lifestyle. Bible said, put on the whole what? Tell somebody, you got to weaponize your lifestyle. Now, what do you mean by that? Watch this now. Every day I get up, it's an act of spiritual warfare. Oh, my God, help me. Come on, somebody shout, I'm the aggressor. Anybody in here decided I ain't waiting for life to happen to me? I'm not waiting to be assaulted by no devil. I'm going to give the demonic a reason to come after me. I don't know. I'm, we my, I'm weaponizing my lifestyle. Y'all understand that, believers? Somebody shout, I threw the first punch. The devil ought to come after you for good reason. And that's because you're doing something really significant with your life. Y'all got that? You got to weaponize your lifestyle. Now watch this, believers. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, I want to talk about the advantage that you have. Because if you're going to properly exercise spiritual authority and kingdom authority, you've got to understand where the advantage lies. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now I want you to think about this. If Satan has to get an advantage, who currently holds the advantage? Wow. Somebody shout, I, I have, the advantage. have the advantage. Now watch this now. So another fundamental part of weaponizing your lifestyle is that you got to recognize I have the advantage. Somebody shout, and I'm not giving it up. The context of this text is this. 
there was a commandment given in prior verses to forgive a brother who was in an offense. The reason Paul said forgive is so that Satan cannot gain an advantage because of unforgiveness. Oh my God. I want you to warn your neighbor, say neighbor, if you walk in unforgiveness, you are handing the demonic ram an advantage. You're literally giving up your advantage. Whatever you hold becomes the basis of Satan holding you. Whatever you harbor becomes an open door to demonic activity. That's why the Bible said, give no place to the enemy. The Bible said, make no room for the enemy. Y'all got that? Look at somebody and tell them, hedges are not broken from the outside. Anybody know you got a hedge around your life? Hedges are not broken by demonic activity. They're broken by ignorant behavior. Y'all did not hear what I just said. You test my, you got to know what you're doing. If you're going to walk in kingdom authority, you got to know what you're doing. Somebody shout, my demeanor is strategic. Y'all got that? Because I'm, watch it now. Somebody shout, I know what I'm doing. Now write this down. Warfare is a lifestyle. If you don't take it as a lifestyle, then you won't need it when your life takes a turn where you need it. Warfare is a lifestyle. Y'all got that? So if you don't recognize your advantage, if you don't work to preserve your advantage, then you'll be open to two things that come from the demonic realm through which Satan get his will done in the life of a believer. Suggestions. Somebody shout suggestions. suggestions. He uses suggestions as means of access. What do you mean by that? He offers an alternative reality to faith. Come on, somebody. Somebody shout, faith creates worlds. So what the enemy does is the enemy offers suggestions in order to get you to align with a different reality. Oh, my God. Because he knows that if you come into agreement with another story, then he's able to narrate that story and manifest that story in your life. Y'all got that, believers? Or temptation. He offers to bring satisfaction or fulfillment or completeness through some means other than God. Y'all got that, believers? So any level of spiritual warfare against your life needs your cooperation. Say it with me. Satan can't do anything in my life without my cooperation. Oh, come on. Say it again. Satan can't do anything in my life without my cooperation. Some of us talk about spiritual warfare. We talk about the demonic. We talk about how devil the busy, how busy the devil is. Like we ain't have a part in it. Oh, come on, somebody. And we don't realize there ain't nothing he can do in your life without your help. Y'all understand that, believers? Jesus said, the, the wicked one cometh unto me, but he found nothing in me. You know what he said? He came to me, but he didn't find anything in me that would cooperate with him. Oh, my God, help me. If the enemy is going to get headway in your life, there has to be something in your life that cooperates with it. Oh, my God, help me. Y'all understand that, believers? Look at somebody tell them, God is busy. You understand that? So you're concerned about the devil is busy. God is busy. Does that make sense? So what could I possibly be harboring that the enemy will use? as a medium of my cooperation with his agenda for my life. Number one, fear. Oh, my God. Tell somebody, if you're afraid of anything, he'll use it. Listen to what I'm telling you right now. No amount of fear serves God's purpose. No amount of fear serves the purpose of God. Every time God manifested himself, listen to what he told the people he revealed himself to. Fear not. Oh, my God. Why? Because say it with me. No amount of fear serves God's purpose. So what, are, what is one of the mediums through which the enemy gets his will done? Your cooperation is through fear. Y'all got that, believers? Here's the second thing. Perversion. Oh, come on, somebody. What do you mean by Perversion. Whenever God, whenever something is used outside of the context for which God has given it, somebody shout, it's perversion. Now, what do you mean by that? God meant one thing for your life, you're using it for something else. Mm -hmm. 
That's an open door. God meant one thing for your sexuality. You're using it for something else. It's an open door. Y'all got that? God, God called you to be one thing, but you being something else because that's what's popular. Y'all don't understand that there are ordained people that can be in perversion because they're not operating according to God's design and intention. They're just doing what's popular and doing what's going according to the fad of the day. Somebody shout, it's perversion. And that's why they end up getting hit with something they ain't ready for. Because if you wearing a label on you and that level of warfare come against you, you weren't made for that. Y'all got that, believers? Number three, here's the third thing that the enemy will find in you. Write this down. Rebellion. Oh, my God. Write this down. Rebellion is the uncovering of oneself. Y'all got that, believers? You know, like I talk about these people that, that they don't have sincere questions. They question everything they don't agree with. Oh, God. And instead of saying, I don't agree they say stuff like, wait, I'm confused. No, you're not confused. You're rebellious. But what I don't understand. Yes, you do understand. You don't agree. But you don't want to say you don't agree because it sounds more uh, harmless, false humility to say, I'm not in agreement. Y'all got that? You don't have to agree with everything you have to align with. Oh, God. I'm going to say that again. You don't have to agree with everything you got to align with. Tell somebody, this word is for you right now. I say you do not have to agree with everything you got to align with. Oh, hello, somebody. You may disagree because of your history, but that ain't got nothing to do with your destiny. And there are some people that are in disagreement because of disappointments. Y'all did not hear what I just said. But your disappointments can cut you off from your destiny. You got to realize when God, somebody said, God's doing a new thing. Whatever hurt you shouldn't hinder you from helping me. Because I'm called to help you. I'm going to say that again. Whatever hurt you shouldn't hinder you from helping me because I'm called to help you. Y'all got that? Here's the fourth thing that the enemy used as an open door. Write this down. Infractions. Incarceratable offenses. Y'all got that? So infractions like having arts with other people, having offense with other people. Again, walking in forgiveness with other people. This is a person that has no rule over their spirit. Over their spirit. So watch what he said. If you don't have rule over your spirit, Proverbs 25, 28. He said that you're like a city that has broken down walls. Imagine laying down to go to bed at night and your front door was laying in the front yard. What you say? Stop it, I say. Ask somebody, how secure would you be? How secure would you feel? Your front door laying in the front yard. Y'all got that? That's exactly what it's like when you don't rule your spirit. Your front door is laying in your front yard. You know what that means? You wide open. If you don't learn to rule your spirit, you are open to just about any agenda coming to the body of Christ. If you don't learn to rule your spirit, then you're open. Y'all do realize that winches visit churches, right? Y'all got that? So you got to realize, somebody shout, I've got to be guarded. On purpose. So your effectiveness in spiritual warfare is tied directly to the degree to which you have learned to rule your own spirit. So here are the directives. Learn to rule your own spirit. Y'all got that? Protect your soul like a city manager. Oh, my God, help me. Y'all hear me? You got to manage. Somebody shout, my soul is a whole city. Some of us got a whole lot of people living in that city, too. But I've got to manage my soul like a city manager. I got to manage my soul as if there was an economy going on in there. Come on, somebody. I got to manage my soul as if there, if, as if I was knowledgeable that there are always active threats against it. Y'all got that? So exercising spiritual rulership is establishing spiritual walls. Y'all got that? So here's priority number one. Somebody shout, ruling my spirit. 
And that means I got to get my spirit in a position of rulership. Now, that means alignment with spiritual truth. This is what the Bible said. Jesus said, I've given you power over all the power of who? Somebody shout, that is a positional reality. Now, it doesn't matter what is positionally true. You have to make it practically true. Y'all got that, believers? So how do I do that? How do I get my spirit back in rulership? Number one, fasting. When you fast and pray without somebody telling you to, you are lowering the lesser nature. Y'all not hear what I just said. Somebody shout, fasting and prayer lowers the lesser nature. And we know that. The soul is a lower nature. The body is supposed to be the lowest nature. Oh, how many of us operate like the body is the highest nature? But the body is supposed to be the least of the three. The soul is supposed to be the secondary of the three. But the spirit is supposed to be the primary of the three. Y'all got that? You are supposed to be led by the spirit of God through your born again spirit. And every decision you make, tell somebody, every decision you make should be spiritual. People say, oh, you so heavenly minded. You so no, you're not so earth, you're not no earthly good. That the Bible don't say that. <laughs> the indictment is on those who mind earthly things. Wow. You ain't no good until you get heaven's eyes on the situation. <laughs> Y'all got that? So somebody shout, I've got to fast more. Because fasting lowers the lesser nature. Y'all got that? Yes. Prayer, watch this. Prayer makes natural things spiritual. Come on, man. And then faith makes spiritual things natural. Prayer makes natural things spiritual. And faith makes spiritual things natural. You know why so many people can't get along in relationships? Why so many divorces right now? Because ain't nobody praying. Oh, my God. Come on, ask somebody. Are you aggravated or interceding? Which one? You can't be both. You cannot be, you cannot be both. You either interceding for your spouse or you just aggravated with them. Write this down. Intercession takes relationship to the realm of the spirit. So now I'm not looking at my relationship as a victim of somebody else's behavior. I'm looking down on their behavior with insight. Yes, Lord. No blame. I'm not victim. Somebody shout, I'm nobody's victim. So now, watch it now. Because I pray for my spouse, look at somebody tell them, I got intel. Now tell somebody, you ain't got to act a fool when you get intel. You only act a fool because you don't pray. Because if you pray, God would have shown you something. And once you know differently, you can what? Exactly. Y'all got that? Once you know differently, you can do differently. You behaving just like you know. Your behavior should never be dictated by somebody else's emotions. I'm going to say that again. Your behavior should never be dictated by some, well, it's just the way she be saying stuff. Well, who the head? You're supposed to know where we're going. Oh, hello, somebody. What if you knew that everything in your house is becoming what you are? Then how would you behave? Now, I, I got the right to say it. I've been married to the same woman for almost 32 years this year, August. So I understand how this works. I'm the head. That means everything's rising up to where I am. Where's the head on the body? At the top. Somebody shout, everything rising up to where I am. Now, here's the question. Where are you? Sweet Jesus, speak on how would you operate if you knew that everything in your house was rising up to your level? What would your prayers look like if you knew everything in your house was rising up to your level? Wow. How would you behave if you knew that everything was rising? Y'all got quiet in this Presbyterian yeah. church today. How would you operate if you knew it was rising up to your level? Tell, watch it now. So you got to get there to be there, to set the standard of where there is. Come on now. Oh, that's good. Y'all got that, believers? That makes sense? And here's something else. My wife does not have to give me permission to be head. God gave me headship as an assignment. Hello, somebody. So she don't get to take it from me either. Because you can't take from me what God gave me. 
You don't let me be the head. No, I be the head by calling and assignment. Amen. All right, we moving on. No, that's good. That's some good teaching. We got to watch this now. So if I'm going to rule my spirit, write this down. I've got to sow into the spiritual part of who I am. Write that down. I've got to sow into my spirit. If I'm going to be ruler in my spirit, I've got to learn how to sow into my spiritual part. Galatians 6, 8. Galatians 6, 8. For he that soweth to the flesh shall also reap, fle reap uh, the, uh, shall, shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Look at somebody telling people in their flesh only bother you when you're in yours. People in their flesh only get under your skin when you're in your flesh. Oh, Lord. Somebody shout, I'm sowing to the spirit. What do you mean by that? I'm investing everything in the spiritual part of who I am. Oh, my God. And my, watch it now. And my flesh is going to die to the dictates of this quality of life that I'm determined to live. I want you to look at two people and tell them, I'm never doing a relationship on that level again. I'm never, come on, tell somebody, I'm never doing, I'm not doing a relationship based on the lower part of me. Many of us trying to create relationship out of flesh. And you can't do that. Because the only thing in the flesh is carnality. And you know when you're in the flesh, tip for tap. Tip for tap. Evil for evil. You got to have the last word. That's how you know you're in your flesh. You got to have the last word. You ain't following the leadership of the Holy Spirit if you always got to have the last word. I said you ain't following the leadership of the Holy Spirit if you always got to have the last word. Just like that ain't God. Y'all got that? You in your flesh if you think every conversation is an argument. You ain't ready for the real dialogue that brings forth transformation. Y'all got that? Listen, somebody tell me, if we're going to change, we got to talk. Oh, y'all are so quiet in this Presbyterian church today. Tell me, if we're going to change, we got to talk. And we got to talk through the discomfort. Because you got to go through discomfort to break dysfunction. Tell somebody you're only uncomfortable because you're changing. Oh, y'all did not hear what I just said. If you're not uncomfortable, you're not changing. It's like people that go to the gym and they get worked out and say, this hurt. Right. If this ain't making you uncomfortable, it ain't working. That's right. Hello, somebody. One sit-up ain't going to give you abs. Look at somebody tell them, if it ain't uncomfortable, it ain't working. Oh, my God, help me. It, comfort is not going to get you results in life. Please help. You've got to go through the discomfort to break the dysfunction. Say that with me. I have to go through the discomforts to break the dysfunction. And you know why many of you argue and throw up an attitude? Because you, you watch it now. Because you need everything to be comfortable for you to be committed. You ain't going to never get nowhere with that attitude. Just try to lean into it. Side of this conversation. Oh my God. Come on, tell my change is on the other side of this conversation. But you can't change through a conversation you won't have. You won't change if you won't allow the conversation. Y'all got that? Here's another key to ruling my spirit. First Corinthians 14:4. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. But he that prophesies edifies the church. Y'all got that? If you're going to increase in your spirit, tell them I got to pray in the Holy Ghost more. Right. Y'all got that? Let yeah. me help you out. Look, somebody tell them you'd be much nicer if you prayed in the spirit first. Oh my God, help me. Because you be praying the mind of the spirit and you cannot get in the mind of the spirit and then come back and give somebody a piece of your mind. What do I tell you that prayer? Hanging out with the Holy Ghost makes you nicer. Yes, it does. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Hanging out with the Holy Ghost makes you nicer. Y'all got that? You know what I know about people that are mean-spirited, that can hold a grudge? I don't know. Who? I don't know how y'all get away. I don't know how you can be a worshiper and hold a grudge. I'm a worshiper. 
Right? I can't let the sun go down with something against my wife. Where the Holy Ghost went while you was mad? I know. I said, how you let you get away with that? I bet, I bet not even try it. So this thing where couples can get mad and not talk for days. Help us how, up in here. How you get away with that? That's right. I've been married almost 32 years. I don't know. Man, please. Oh, but I value my relationship with the Holy Spirit. And when you value your relationship with the Holy Spirit, you won't allow for any offense between you and the relationships that matter to your life. You know, I'm going to tell y'all like one of the mothers in the church used to tell me growing up, tell us the praise team growing up. You know what she said? She said, you know, y'all can sing a lot just as fast as you can tell a lie. <laughs> tell somebody, make sure your song ain't a lie. <laughs> sing about a God you spend no time with. And if you spend time with God, why are you annoyed by a conversation with your wife? Number next. Guarding the city of my soul. How do I guard this gated community? Say, my soul is a gated community. Psalm 141, verse 3. Set a guard over my mouth. Oh, my God. Now, watch this now. You don't care about your authority if anything come out of your mouth. Say it with me. I'm very careful about the words I say. I'm very careful about the words I say. Because killing and creating is in my mouth. Where is that the life? It's in the power of the tongue. Isn't that right? The, the world you live in is going to come out of the words you speak. Y'all got that? So if you're going to guard the city of your soul, write this down. I got to watch every word that come out of my mouth. If I'm going to guard the city of my soul, I got to watch my mouth. Y'all got that, believers? Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the doors of my... Doors? 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 Doors are accesses to dimensions. This, by this, is a dimension. In order to get into this dimension, you had to come through that door. So in order to get to a new dimension, what do you got to watch? Your mouth gives you access to dimension. You're exactly where your tongue wanted you to be. What if I told you you are exactly where your mouth will let you be? Y'all did not hear what I just said. In order to experience another dimension, tell me you got to master the words that are coming out of your mouth. Y'all got that, believers? In order to walk in another dimension, you got to watch the watch it. You got to watch every word that's coming out of your mouth. So in order to guard the city of my soul, watch this now. Ears matter. Faith coming by what? Faith coming by what? Now write this down. Faith comes by hearing. So does fear. Oh my God. Don't let other people transpose their fears onto your life. There's some of you right now that have inherited the fears of your mothers and your father. You've inherited their fears. And you need to break it and not let them live in your mentality. Tell somebody, watch what you hear. You got to watch your eyes. Guarding the city of your soul. Eyes are like mirrors, reflect, reflecting back to you and reflecting back into your being who you are. Y'all got that? Tell somebody, you got to watch what you see. Oh my God. Y'all did not hear what I just said. You got to watch what you see. You got to be intentional about how you see things. You know what I was really talking about? Your perception. Your perception. You got to make sure that your perception is constantly being refined and fine-tuned by the Word of God. You know the Word of God decides how you see things? Oh my God. You got to guard your mouth. We said that because killing and creating is in your mouth. Y'all got that? And if you're going to guard the city of your soul, write this down. You got to guard your reproductive organs. Yes, those. Because your reproductive organs is where souls are tied and generations are born. Y'all got that? Every time there's sexual activity, something's born and something's bound. Wow. Jesus. 
Tell somebody you got to watch everything if you're going to walk in authority. Listen to this. It all matters. If you want to be a person that walks in kingdom authority, as your sign says, you got to make sure that you act like everything. Somebody tell everything matters. Tell two people, I can't just be doing stuff. Prophetic people that don't just live life willy-nilly. Whatever's going to be is going to be. No, whatever come out my mouth is what's going to be. Oh, hello, somebody. Because death and life is where? Killing and creating is where? Where our world's created? Y'all got that, believers? I'm going to live in the world that my words are created. Fundamental of effective warfare. Now, number one, write this down. The weapons of our warfare, 2 Corinthians 10.4, are not carnal. You cannot fight spiritual fights in your flesh. Oh, my God, help me. Now, here's the question. How many of you, at some point, you realize this is a spiritual battle? Now, y'all know the devil always uses somebody. But it is a, somebody shot, it's a spiritual battle. Now, so what does that mean? That means that I've got to deal with this differently. Because this is not this is not about flesh and blood. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Y'all got that? Number two, write this down. The greatest weapon of spiritual warfare is love. Oh God, help me. Love. Oh my God. Love is a weapon of mass destruction. Y'all got that, believers? Here's number three. Most spiritual warfare is not spiritual at all. Hebrews 4, uh, uh, Hosea 4, 6. Most spiritual warfare is not spiritual at all. It's ignorance. Wow. Oh, God. My people are destroyed for what? Lack the lack of knowledge. The lack of knowledge is also called ignorance. Does that make sense, believers? Yeah. Listen, no amount of spiritual warfare has ever undermined the church. Wow. Yep, that's true. No amount of spiritual warfare has ever undermined a marriage. You know what undermines both the church and the marriage? Is this ignorance. Oh, God. You don't really understand what's going on. That's it. You said I do, but you don't know what you did. <laughs> you said I do, but you don't know what you did. And now you're looking at somebody else to figure out what you did. And you're looking at the wrong one to figure out what you did. Y'all understand that? Ignorance destroys relationships in the church and in marriage. Ignorance destroys relationships. Y'all got that? You got exactly who you married. Y'all got it's amazing to me that people get upset that marriage made something ten times worse they already knew. All right, let's move on. Number four. Uncleanness. You already knew it. You are now you need a strategy. You don't need a new spouse, you need a new strategy. Because your strategy ain't working. Now, what if I told you you got exactly what your soul could give you? All right. You don't need a new spouse. You need a new soul. Oh, God, help me in this place. I'm going to say it again. You don't need a new spouse. You need a new soul. Because the soul you got gave you the spouse you have. Don't get mad at them. They're a reflection of the best you could choose. In your condition. So if you want to improve your relationship, improve your condition. And believe that you'll reap what you sow. I'm going to just have to come back and teach that all over again. Because that's right there. All right. Number four, uncleanness makes you more vulnerable than anything else. Uncleanness makes you more vulnerable than anything else. If you're a worshiper of God, which we all are, you're going to have to live a clean life. Y'all got that? Yes. You cannot win, for, win wars that you are not intentionally engaging. Thank you. Y'all got that? Ask somebody, do you know what you're dealing with this season? Now, I'm telling you, I don't want less problems. I want better ones. Oh. Look at somebody tell me, I want issues that look like I've grown. Oh my God. I, I want you to ask your neighbor, do your issues look like you've been graduated? Do your issues look like you've grown? Or do your issues look like you haven't grown at all? You can't move from people don't like you. Child, please. Child, please. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. Y'all got that? Write this down. Wholeness 
is a is an armament, is a weapon of war. Yes, it is. Wholeness. Somebody shout wholeness. Wholeness. What do you mean by that? I've I've noticed in the body of Christ, we focus on all the right things at all the wrong times. And there's nothing wrong with being prophetic. There's nothing wrong with being a prophetic person. Y'all got that? Mm -hmm. But I said a moment ago, there are some things that are not prophetic. They're psychological. That's right. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And before you step into that prophetic realm, go through therapy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Come on, Apostle. Come on, Apostle. You're talking now. You're talking. If you can't lay your head on the pillow every night and go to sleep in perfect peace, you shouldn't be in the prophetic line. You should be learning how to get resolution. Resolution skills. If you don't know what to do with your mind when you can't win an argument. You have no coping skills. No negotiation skills. No reasoning skills. Your mind go haywire when you realize you can't control somebody. You don't need to. You in the wrong line. Y'all got that? You you try to be elevated. You need to be penetrated. Something got to get through to help you deal with the things that are broken in your thinking. So you in the wrong line. There are people put the right things in the wrong season of their life. This is a season for wholeness. Say it with me. This is a season for wholeness. Say it again. This is a season for wholeness. I need to go to a church where they'll use my gift. You cannot control your growing and you want somebody to use your gift. You in the wrong line. You can't be a hoe and a helper too. You got to get the hoe out your heart. You don't, come on. You got to know that there's a certain way you come before God. You don't put your hands on holy things and you got a holy spirit. You got to get that stuff out about your soul. I'm not saying you aren't gifted. I'm saying you're not holy. You don't just touch the things of God any kind of way. Y'all got that? Yes. You're in the wrong line. You're doing the right thing at the wrong time. I'm not saying you're not called. I'm saying you're not consecrated Jesus. enough for what you're doing. Jesus. And ultimately, do we want to entertain people or do we want yokes to be destroyed? Do we want to entertain people? Come on, somebody. Do we want to mesmerize people or do we want to motivate them to reach their potential in Christ? Ask somebody, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Many of us got, everything's out of order. And why? Everything in your life is out of order because you are. First things first. First things first. Somebody shout, focus on wholeness. Focus on wholeness. Now, you know what? Everybody on the side of my voice, you know what you're dealing with, even when you're smiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know right. what you're dealing with. That's right. Now, some of us right now, you're anointed. I know you're anointed. Here's the problem. You spend most of your time angry. Those two don't go together. Wow. <laughs> Why are you so angry? What has, what has who did to you that you won't get resolution over? Why are you so angry? So moody? Why do you feel a need to defend yourself from people you don't even know? Y'all got that? Why is it you can only deal with docile people? Oh, don't let nobody get anointed too. Don't let nobody be bold enough to speak their mind to you. Tell somebody, deal with that. In order to get where you're going in God, tell somebody, you got to deal with some stuff. Two more things. You can tell how uncovered and unprotected you are by the hits you're taking. Oh, my God. Tell somebody, coming at you and hitting you ain't the same thing. You can tell how uncovered and unprotected you are by the hits that you are taking. 1 John 5, 18. I'm going to read this verse to you. 1 John 5, 18. We know that whoever is born of God sendeth not. Tell somebody, right? right. I ain't in, somebody shout, I ain't into sin. I ain't Say it again. I ain't into sin. I ain't into sin. 
But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. Oh my God. He'll keep you if you want to be killed. Watch this. Whoever is born of God is not committed. Sinneth is a progressive tense. You know what I mean? It's, I'm not committed to sin as a lifestyle pattern. That's what that's saying. Somebody shout, I'm not committed to sin. Somebody shout, I'm keeping myself through the power of the Holy Ghost. Watch the consequences of those two realities. And the wicked one touches him not. Somebody shout, can't touch this. Now why? Because I'm not committed to sin. And I'm, I'm, I can be led by the Spirit, which means I can hear the Spirit and move on unction. See that? I'm moving by the dictates of the spirit and I'm not moving anymore by how I feel. I'm moving based on what he says and what I believe. Somebody shout obedience over emotion. Shout it again. Obedience over emotion. Shout it again. Obedience over emotion. Now watch the consequence of a lifestyle consecrated. Sin it not. Sin is not a pattern of my life. I'm into being led by the Holy Ghost. Watch what the Bible says. The wicked one touches him not. It's one thing to be targeted. It's one thing to discern that there's an attack. It's another one to always be getting hit. You're not getting hit without your help. You are not getting hit without your help. You're not getting hit without your help. Yes, you're always going to be targeted. Tell somebody, you will always be targeted. But you choose whether you're going to be hit or not. So you can tell how uncovered you are. That's why when people, oh, I'm taking so many hits, you get no mercy from me. None at all. Because I'm like, you, something you doing. And a lot of time, people want mercy when they need instructions. I'm here for instructions. Find somebody with the gift of mercy. I don't have it. I'm here for it. Hello? I've been through too much hell to let you struggle in what I master. So I know. Tell my, you need instructions. I just want somebody to feel. No, I don't feel what you're going through. You feel what you're going through. I can tell you how to not have to go through that again. That's what I can tell you. What you say? Now, the people with the motor gift of mercy, they can get out in there and feel with you. That ain't me. Y'all got that? But tell me, I can teach you how to bob and weave. Now, this time I fall like a butterfly, I'm sting like a bee. I, hello, somebody. I, I can't commiserate with you, but I can teach you how to duck. I can teach you how to miss. I can teach you how to miss an attack. Some people. Oh, they only want somebody to commiserate. That's right. Yeah, Come that's on, right. You want me to agree that things are as bad as your flesh got you into. Wow. And they're not. Love it, love it. They are not. Wow. You are where you are because you allow what you allow. Mm-hmm. Now, watch the pattern of victory. Because we walking in my kingdom authority. Watch right. the pattern of victory. Somebody shout, I sin it not. Progressive tense. I'm not in the sin. I don't have a sinful pattern of lifestyle. Somebody shout, I'm being kept. What do you mean by that? The Holy Spirit is speaking and I'm following his instructions. The Holy Spirit is telling me the relationships that are bad for me and I'm abandoning them. The Holy Spirit is telling me. Anybody ever had the Holy Ghost tell you, shut up? If if you never heard the Holy Ghost say, don't you say another word, you don't know him. If he can't tell you, shut up, you are not his. Yes. 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 Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Somebody said, I'm being kept by God. I'm being kept by God. So he's telling me, uh-uh, don't say that. Yes. Don't say that. Tell somebody, he's trying to keep you. But the question is, can you be kept? Uh-uh, because see what I be saying. He's like, oh, Lord, here we go. Take another lap. Take another lap. Take another lap because you think you own your mouth. Tearing up your whole house. A foolish woman tears up her own house with her tongue. And you think because you got a mouth, you own it. And you know what he said? Take another lap because you don't get it. And now there's a gaping hole in the front door of your house because you can't control your mouth. And then you want to, the devil is busy. Yeah, but you're punching in and working for him. (laughs) 
Don't be complaining that the devil is busy if you on his work crew. Ask somebody, is the devil the foreman of your life? Come on, ask somebody, is the devil the foreman of your life? Or can you be led by the Holy Ghost? Because if you can be led by the Holy Ghost, you'll be nicer. Oh, God, help me. If you could be led by the Holy Ghost, you'd be nicer. You would not be given ten emotion to two issues. Ten emotions don't go with two issues. Why are you on ten when the issue on two? Offense. Bitterness. Bitterness. Offense. Now you're on a 10 when you should be down here on a 2. Wow. Praying that God does something. And don't you dare pray God remove the problem from my marriage. Because next thing you know, they got another spouse. Because you are what they remove. All right, never mind. Like God, God like, all right then, let me get you out of here. Because you the problem. All right. Number eight, I'm done. Brother, you can play soft. I'm done. I'm finished now. I can say everything I got to say. Proverbs 18, 21. I'm going to close with this. I'm going to close with this. Write this down. My mouth and my power are synonymous. Oh, my God. My mouth and my power are synonymous. Y'all got that? I want you to think about this for just a moment. Okay? You got the right title. Walking in my kingdom authority. You got the right title. The question is, does your behavior line up with that title? Mm. See, it doesn't matter what you call it. What matters is how you call things. Mm. Y'all got that? See, we can join. We can either make this a a cliche or we can make it a rallying call. Come on now. And I don't know about you, but I'm not into cliches. Tell somebody, I need fruit in my life. Oh, come on, tell somebody, tell two people, I need fruit in my life. I can't be singing about things I don't see in my life. I'm not going to have the woman of God prophesying things I can't participate in. Oh, my God, help me. I need fruit. Y'all got that? I want to know I'm not spinning my wheels. I want to know I'm not wasting my time. Y'all got that? But if you're going to walk in the fullness of all that God has purposed concerning your life, you got to understand that killing and creating are in your mouth. Stand on your feet if you would, please. Thank you.